Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of your favorite podcast. Probably at least, at the very least, your favorite comic book podcast, The Other Identity. I am one of your hosts, Robbie Landis, the great Landis. And along with me, as always, Professor Awesome himself, Ben J. Morse. Ben, this is going? my. Uh, this is my favorite podcast, bar none, <laughs> out of anything. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're covering wrestling, politics, music, anything. We do it better. We See, are the true arbiters. And that means something coming from you because you actually teach yeah. a class in podcasts. So you actually listen to other podcasts. I don't. I do. Uh, I do. <laughs> I, I just I – don't, I don't really have – I probably have the time. I just don't find the time to do it. I'm, I'm not a big You've got other stuff myself. to do, man. I You've do. got some priorities. You've got to play Avengers. I've been oh, – um, I've been – Playing so much Avengers, it's so good. It so, is who's your so fa- good. who's your who's, who's your favorite character to play in Avengers? Uh, so I I have what I call uh, RPGitis, right? A lot of okay. people I think they just sort of pick their main, their favorite, and they just this play is the them. thing where you need to have everyone even all the time, right? But I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. <laughs> but despite that, while a lot of them are really fun to play, I've actually been focusing surprisingly uh, a lot on Captain America. Uh, oh, that is interesting. I would have predicted the Hulk or Thor. Oh, actually. Or even Miss Marvel. Yeah, the Hulk's kind of bulky. I do love Miss Marvel. Black Widow's great yep. as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I've kind of got him um, made to be very, very good with his shield. Uh, gotcha. I like sort of, you know, it's kind of uh, uh, staying sort of in the back lines and everybody else run up and sort of do their thing. And then I just sit in the back and just bounce my shield off of everybody. Absolutely I read. Everybody. I read a great Captain America scene this morning in Deadpool number two, uh, written by a friend of the show, Kelly Thompson, yes. drawn by Chris Pachalo. It's basically Steve calling Deadpool out on doing some underhanded stuff. And what I really liked was I like I don't know how much you've explored it in terms of your reading. I know you're, you're in Secret Empire right now, mm-hmm. so you might get to see a little bit of it. But I really like Captain America and Deadpool together. Um, just that like the purest of pure heroes and then this guy who the thing i like about deadpool particularly as kelly writes him is that he's not the best guy but he wants to be better Mm -hmm. and i always enjoy him interacting with captain america because he wants so badly for cap to approve of what he does and i think cap to his to his end wants to approve him he sees something in deadpool i know that when jerry duggan was writing the book they explored that a lot but i really liked in kelly's issue issue number two of the current Deadpool run, is that Deadpool kind of stands his ground against Cap. Cap calls him out on some stuff he's been doing, and Deadpool says, you know what, there's a reason I did this, and even though you're Captain America, I'm still going to stand up to you. And it was just just a fun scene. Obviously, Kelly can write anything. I know you're checking out some of her stuff, too, right now. Soon, soon, yep. Uh, her black soon. widow is, is, is on my she list. Shamed, she shamed you into it. She did. She absolutely did. <laughs> uh, so her black widow is on, is on my list. And speaking of Secret Empire, the... So the problem that I'm having with it, because, uh, you know, in, in one of the first, I, I want to say maybe the second issue in Secret Empire 2, you see that Cap does have his Avengers, and they right. include Thor, they also include Deadpool, but you right. haven't seen a whole lot of them in the main book. But at the end of each issue, you know, it says, you know, check out all these other issues coming in, you know, what would have been the month. And you want to see, like, why they're they're working with them. So, like, in order to see all the Deadpool stuff, I'd have to go and read all the other ancillary things, uh, which I... I might do. I might actually go back and do that 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 Secret Empire reading list even after I finish Secret Empire. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I did want to mention because a lot of what I consumed through Secret Empire uh, was just through headlines when it was first coming out, right? Right. Yeah, you and I've so, talked about this. A lot of what I consumed through, through Secret Empire was just through headlines when it was like first coming right. out. 
Yeah, and, you and I have talked about this. Yeah, and and when you do it that way, especially when it's being painted by the way that that you know most people are receiving it, which I think at the time was not very well. Right. Um, you tend to kind of just fall in with that crowd as well. And unfortunately, I do think that's an unfair way to look at comic books because when you break them down, they are just by nature silly, right? Yes, of course. Um, but what I'm really, really liking about Secret Empire is it's not just it's not just evil Cap. Like he's part of Hydra, right. so so yes, he's on the evil side. But they did such a great job of of not to an extent changing the character. Like like when it said, "Oh, he's evil Cap now," I expected him to just be like you know torturing people and twirling his mustache and beating them throwing girls on trains right but every time that he interacts with someone he interacts with them with the past in mind like he interacts with hank mccoy he interacts with bruce banner and it's like you're my friend we have a history that hasn't changed and how i feel about you hasn't changed either just the 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 means to get to the end is what's mm-hmm. changed for him. And, and, and that's what makes him such an interesting quote-unquote villain mm-hmm. in that story, is that even though he's trying... Because I've always said, I've said it on this show many times, the best villains are the heroes of their own stories. And Cap in Secret Empire, um, you know, for, for various reasons, believes he's doing the right thing. He doesn't. He's not just a villain doing evil stuff because he wants to be evil. He's a villain doing quote-unquote evil stuff, I just said quote-unquote twice, um, he's doing the evil stuff because he believes there is a greater, as you said, there's an ends justifying and, the means. And, and he, but, and, and he yeah. knows what he's doing, like, is hurting people, too. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like the Red Skull who's like, yeah, I'm blowing shit up, but you know what? I don't, I don't care. care about yeah. those people that I'm blowing up because they're not me. Yeah. Cap, Cap does. It's, 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 really, it's really difficult in, in, like, in a good way. Like, like, like it challenges... What you, it, it, it's like, you know, right now our country is obviously going through a bunch of stuff, right? And it's easy yes. to identify who the people on, you know, the other side are. But for me, what's been most difficult, especially when it comes to family, is to see a lot of the family, even though they have in their mind, you know, good intentions, right? That they're, they're, they're falling a little bit more over towards the other side, but right. but they don't. They don't see it. They're they're trying to like walk a middle ground, but that in and of itself is one of the problems that's contributing to the divide. And just I'm I'm, I'm overall I'm just I'm very very impressed with uh, with Secret Empire. Yeah, we'll talk more about Secret Empire as we're coming up. Um, the one other thing I want to mention that I've been reading um, and I've I've been telling you about it is I said a few weeks ago on this show very controversially um, that I was burned out on Batman. And I was done with modern Batman stories. So in one of my Twitter polls for stuff I want, because you guys can always follow me on Twitter at Ben J. Morris. Robbie, where can they follow you? Uh, Robbie underscore Landis CP. And of course, follow Checkpoint XP as well. But if you guys are following me, I will frequently take polls of my followers of what you want me to read and tweet and Instagram about next. And I'm on Instagram at Ben Reads Comics. And... You like how seamlessly I plugged all that stuff as I'm just talking? Did that's that's all. Yeah. I learned that all from you. Learned that all from oh, you. Um, but uh, one of the things I put out there was I wanted to do another DC event, and people chose Nightfall, which is a 90s Batman event. And rather than just go right into Nightfall, which is Batman getting his back broken by Bane, I chose to do a lot of background reading. Mm-hmm. And the background reading is largely stuff written by Denny O'Neill, who passed away a few months ago, but legendary Batman writer. So I have so far read a uh, Legends of the Dark Knight art called Venom, which is about Batman 
uh, dealing with addiction. And I don't want to spoil much of it, but it is really, really good. It's, it's written by Denny O'Neill. The art team is stellar. It's Trevor Von Eden and Russ Braun, uh, inked by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, legendary. And now I'm reading another Denny O'Neill Batman called Sword of Azrael. And I just... This is the Batman that I want, Robbie. <laughs> it's a Batman who it's not just darkness, 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 punch a guy, punch a guy. Like, it's not the Batman from the Arkham video game series. No knock on the Arkham video game mm-hmm. series. But this is a Batman who he gets involved with performance-enhancing drugs because he feels bad because he let a little girl die. And then his way out of what he's doing is very unorthodox. It utilizes his problem-solving. It shows him as a detective. And makes great use of his supporting cast, Gordon, Alfred, Oracle. And uh, I think this is the Batman that I that I like, because I'm actually really excited to dive into more Batman from this era. Well, looking forward to uh, to hearing more about that. It, it's, oh, you it's, will. It's, it's, it's really... You know, we talked about it when when you had wrapped up with... Uh, or, or when we had wrapped up the um, Carnage read, uh, yeah. which actually I still have two more issues to go. And both Good of those luck. come from the 90s and just how wildly different, you know, yes. comics can be. It's not just about, you know, whether or not you, you prefer a specific era or not. There is good stuff, and there's, you know, probably bad stuff in all of those. Absolutely. Coming up next, uh, it's been a while, so we are going to bring out the news bag. That's right. Going to dip our hands into the hole that gives us the news and Gross. talk a little bit about some of the big headlines that have came out this past few months. Stick with us. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, we have an unprecedented outbreak. Thousands of us walking the earth. We might die at any moment. Because we're under attack. In which case, we must act fast. Doctors are trying their best. Working long hours and... Always sacrificing. Their health to protect you. Well, I'd very much like to thank them. Thanks, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Wait a minute. What's the prognosis? It's still changing. So we have a novel virus and no vaccine at this time. What should we do? We gotta get everybody else back into the houses. We gotta keep them there. In other words, this is our lockdown, right? What that means is stay in your homes. Make no attempt to reach loved ones. And take a long nap. You can count me out. You can count me out, too. Some people are immune to good advice. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Those idiots. I just need to make sure you fully understand. Let's recap. I'm begging you. Stay inside. Wash your hands. And make sure you've got 10 feet of personal space around you. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Uh-uh-uh. I didn't hear you wash your hands. So think on this, lads. When you're home watching TV. Think about the medical stuff. Working for you. So I'm asking you. Stay home. I'm in isolation. Just stop the virus. All right, I'll do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You stay classy, planet Earth. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for downloading The Other Identity. We appreciate it so much. Uh, And the fact, you know, we we would appreciate even more is if you share this with your friends, guys. Uh, Let us know when you do as well. Uh, You know, we love interacting with our fans on social media at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook, as well as uh, over at Ben at uh, Ben J-M-O-R-S-E and myself, Robbie underscore Landis CP. Chat with us. Let us know what you're reading. Let us know what we should check out. And if we do, we'll let you know. Right here on the show. But today we're gonna we're gonna tackle a few headlines. There's been a lot of big stuff going on. Even after you know we did the DC Fandom event, yeah. Uh, there's been tons of news coming out. And where we're gonna start here is uh, with what was a rumor that I think now has been a little bit more uh, confirmed. We still don't know what movie it is, but 
it seems like Olivia Wilde is going to be directing a Marvel movie, yeah. and the rumors are that it might be Spider-Woman. Do we know which Spider-Woman? Is it just straight up Jessica Drew? Or? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. Um, I'm going to assume it is, because uh, that makes the most sense. Yes, well, mm, uh, I, I honestly, I think it could go either way. If they're going to try and tie it in with the Spider-Verse, Spider or, or with, yeah. they, with what they already have, I think right. Jessica, Drew, Jessica Drew makes the most sense. Uh, if they're going to try and launch her just as her own sort of solo property first... Then I think it makes more sense to go with the original Spider-Woman, whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, Jessica Drew is the original Spider-Woman. Oh, so, 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 so she, she was Jessica Drew all the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she's been gotcha. Jessica Drew the whole time. So the only other thing I was thinking outside current of current Jessica was, Drew though is, or at one point she was a clone of Peter, wasn't she? That was the Ultimate Universe. Yes. Okay. Um, yep. But in normal Marvel continuity, Jessica Drew is the original and current Spider-Woman. The only other candidate I was thinking, just because of how hot Into the Spider-Verse was, was would they go with a Gwen Stacy-led Spider-Woman movie? Uh, but regardless of who they plug in there, I love this news. Mm -hmm. I think Olivia Wilde, I, I, was, I was talking to my wife about this when we saw this rumor. I have so much respect for her mm -hmm. because I remember when she started out as an actress and she was very much just the stereotypical hot girl. Yeah. And she was playing like the hot girl in every movie. And the fact that she could have made a very good living off of that but decided, you know what, I want to do – not only more artistic roles, but I want to get behind the camera. I want to direct. I want to produce. And she's done so very successfully. Um, it's been kind of under the radar. She's worked on a lot of indie movies. But she has a credibility and a talent that I think is, this is the type of person you want on a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. This is the type of voice you want to promote. So whether whether it's going to be Spider-Woman, something else, which Spider-Woman doesn't matter, I'm just excited to see Olivia Wilde playing in the, uh, in the Marvel playground. Speaking of uh, playground, someone's coming back to the DC playground. Ben Affleck is confirmed to be returning for Flashpoint, and Michael Keaton will also be in Flashpoint, which probably means Michael Keaton will be playing Thomas Wayne, Ben Affleck, of course, Bruce Wayne. Uh, but what concerns me about this rumor is we've been told that the reason that they're bringing Ben Affleck back is that he is going to be one of the key one of the sort of keystones for the emotional punch of the movie. Which, I mean, the ingredients are there, but this is also a Flash movie, so shouldn't Flash be at the center of the emotional punch? The only thing I can think of is that Flashpoint, even though it was very much a Barry Allen story, was in a lot of ways a Batman story. It was. And especially when it comes to the emotional punch, because a lot of that emotional punch was, you know, Thomas Wayne, everything he was going through in the Flashpoint universe, and then getting that letter to Bruce at the end. And I, I got to say that despite despite our official stance of being down on everything uh, DC uh, cinematic universe, not really. We like a lot of stuff. Well, specifically coming, Snyder stuff. Yeah, the Snyder stuff. Yeah. But um, I will say that um, I did think Flashpoint worked in that regard. Mm -hmm. I think it was able to balance, it was able to give the Waynes an emotional stake in the story without superseding Barry Allen. So if that's their approach, if they're having Batman be kind of um, a big part, but not overwhelming Barry, I'm okay with it. I think it could work, especially well, if they're doing Flashpoint. And, and, and I, I think that, that what we need to do here, because uh, based on some of the other rumors that we've heard as well, is that Flashpoint is going to be doing sort of a soft reset on the Justice sure. League. And mm -hmm. I think that this is more us being stuck in the idea that because it's Flashpoint, it's a Flash movie. 
Right. Whereas I think it's going to more so be akin to what Captain America Civil War was. That I was, was just really more of that, an that Avengers. Was my, yeah, yeah, that was, it was my really comparison. more of an Avengers story. And so I think maybe we just have to say, and really, it doesn't help that DC refers to it as the Flash movie. This right. is just going to be another just Justice call it League Flashpoint. Movie. Just call it Flashpoint. It's just but, the Flashpoint. Other, yeah. but the other thing is, Civil War showed us that you can do an Avengers movie that's still largely a Captain America. Yes, movie. you can. Because I thought the emotional beats with Cap and Bucky uh, were very much front and center of Civil War. But even going further, they were able to do a lot of emotional stuff with Iron Man in that movie. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason you can't have – look, I, I love DC big character pieces. There's no reason you can't do a Flashpoint movie where Barry Allen is the center point. Bruce Wayne has a prominent role. And then you still involve a lot of other characters in terms of good action stuff like that. This can be done. Do I have faith in these guys to do it? Uh, you know, oh. it's 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 rough because of their track record, yeah. but I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a Spider-Man 3 title rumor, as we know from Spider-Man 1, Homecoming, and then Far From Home. Home seems to be the thing that's uh, sort of bringing them together. And right. uh, the rumored title is Spider-Man Homesick, which that can work. He's probably going to have to go on the run after the uh, after the events of Spider-Man 2. Here's my only question, is that Far From Home was him not in New York, kind of, you know, traveling the world and uh, other settings. I kind of want to see him back in New York. Um, I, I want to think... see him in the pure, in the, I want to see him in his home interacting with stuff. So this, this, this title makes me a little nervous because well, I agree with you. I, I think he's going to be on the run and I don't really want to see that. I don't think that homesick necessarily means that he won't be in New York. Sure, uh, he's because, just not Because remember, his there, there are also rumors that Daredevil and Charlie yeah. Cox are actually going to mm-hmm. play a big rumor. So so he just can't go home home. Especially, you know, now that they know who he is, he might feel like I can't be around Aunt May because uh, I think they're probably finally going to bring in the Scorpion who we saw at the end of Homecoming who right. tried to get out of the Vulture the true identity of Spider-Man. So yeah, uh, still yeah. very, very excited for this. Okay. Uh, here's another weird one, Ben. I'd like to get your take on this because I know largely what the comic sort of uh, world felt about this. But uh, right now there's a big event going on in Fortnite. They've actually dedicated their entire Season 3 to Marvel. And in doing so, Marvel Comics in, uh, I believe it was Thor 4 or 5, or, or in one of the Thor yeah. ones. In one of the Thor ones where Galactus is going around munching on planets. Um, Thor actually went through a portal and ended up in the world of Fortnite, which means that Fortnite, not just the game, but the world, the universe, is now canonized within Marvel. So, as a uh, college professor and father of a small child in his late 30s, I'm certainly the last person who should be commenting on Fortnite in any regard, because I'm not plugged into that world. But... um, I like this. I like it a lot. I love the idea of taking... Look at what Marvel's done in the last few years. They've worked Conan into their continuity. And it looks like they might be doing the same with Aliens and Predator. I think it's fun. This is just fun, goofy stuff. Fortnite is obviously huge. People love it. Um, it has a hu- It has a massive fan base. And why not try to bring those people in on the fun of reading Thor? And why not expose the people reading Thor to this other cool mythology that you can potentially dive into? And who knows? Maybe this might be the catalyst. If I read this issue of Thor and dig it, maybe I'm going to go play Fortnite. Um, who knows? I think this is... I don't... I. 
I don't see why some people have a problem with this, other than people always have a problem with everything. Well, this seems cool I, to me. I, I will say that I'm not against the idea, but I can see that as someone who maybe doesn't doesn't want to get into Fortnite, but is really into Thor. You know, the way the right. issue ended when it's like, hey, you know, Galactus is coming to eat your world. We have to fight against mm-hmm. it. It's like to be continued. In Fortnite. Uh, Like, it was done in a very heavy-handed, this is really just an ad. Yeah, that does kind of stink. Okay, I see your point there. Um, I know how I would have done it. I think there's ways to do it. But yeah, that's kind of a a jerky way to do it. So another rumor going around as we await the new new release, the new new re-release date (laughs) of Black Widow, is that uh, Black Widow could potentially return after her solo movie now i don't know uh you know in 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 what capacity because this is specifically uh scarlett johansson's mc right because i could see uh i believe it's her sister that she finds in in the movie you know perhaps being the new black widow that's what i was thinking she's florence Pugh, i believe is playing yelena belova Mm -hmm. who is the second black widow in marvel comics and i was kind of psyched to see her take up the mantle Mm -hmm. i I don't know that I want... I, I mean, look, I love seeing ScarJo as Black Widow, but I was almost kind of hopeful that we keep her around via tales of her past. Flashbacks, I think that, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, flashbacks. I think you can... You, there's plenty of That's material that well. you could keep making solo Black Widow movies and then have uh, Yelena be the modern-day Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards that, but look, if ScarJo comes back, she's, she's one of the underrated pillars of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I'm certainly not going to say no to it. One of the other big rumors that just came out that everyone is talking about is uh, Jonathan Mast- uh, Majors. Jonathan Majors uh, yeah. was just cast in a role that is uh, of Ant-Man three that is rumored to be Kang the Conqueror. Now, this is the question I have for you, Ben, because Ant-Man so far on his own hasn't been the biggest movies, but has right. introduced major elements that have gone to play bigger roles. So what do you think of Kang potentially making his debut in Ant-Man 3? Do you think that it's likely that Ant-Man will actually face off against Kang or more so that maybe, you know, he's in a post-credit scene or or he's been teased? Or could Ant-Man 3 actually end up being more akin to something like uh, Civil War, which actually ends up being more of a large-scale uh, superhero flick? If you're going to bring in Kang, you need to make it the last thing you just described. I and I'm a, and I'm I'm higher on the Ant-Man movies than you are. Um, I mean, look, I liked them. But sure. but just individually, they they didn't have as much of an impact as like, you know, a Civil War right. or Right. And, and and personally, I like them mm-hmm. kind of off to the side. I don't necessarily need to see I like bringing Paul Rudd in for Civil War, for Endgame, having him play a role. But I kind of, I like that quirky feel that the Ant-Man movies have. And to me, Kang is such a serious villain that there's there's two things I don't want to see. I don't want to see them make a super serious Ant-Man movie just to include Kang in it. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that would be fun. But I also don't want them to see, I don't want to see Kang treated as a joke. Um, so I'm very skeptical of this rumor. Um, I, it's a weird fit. I, I think honestly, best case scenario is the one you described where they just introduce him in a post credit scene or briefly. I, I just can't wrap my head around Kang being the main villain in an Ant-Man movie, given what we've seen from Ant-Man so far. It feels like too, 
great tastes that will not go well together at all, and I don't really want to see them mixed. Well, time will tell. Ha! Time joke! Good job. Uh, <laughs> Good job. Well played. Yep. And You're then learning. finally, uh, yeah, we have this is big. our She-Hulk. Uh, right. It's finally been revealed that uh, for the Disney Plus She-Hulk series... That uh, Emmy Award-winning actress Tatiana Maslany, best known for her uh, 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 starring in Orphan Black, will be our She-Hulk. Now, uh, I'm not very familiar with Tatiana myself. I've never seen Orphan Black. Um, obviously, there were a lot of fan castings out there that you know I really had my eye on. Um, so uh, I can't say that I'm like excited or, or or upset one way or the other. I'm, I'm I'm right in the middle. But what I will say is that Marvel has a nigh-impeccable track record for their casting. Not just when it comes to the actors playing the characters, but also then supporting the brand as well. And I will say that I think that for me, I would rather them go with... Not that Tatiana is is, is an unknown quantity, but, you know, uh, compared to, like, you know, a big sort of AAA actors that, you know, we would expect to see in, in huge blockbusters... I, I do like the idea of going with someone who doesn't quite have as much uh, baggage. Isn't the right word. It sounds too negative. Sure, but you know, too much along with him. It's basically kind of like a fresh start for a lot of people. It's the first. It, it, it may be one of the first time that they've seen Tatiana in a yeah. role, and she's able to basically make it her own. So, like you, I have never seen Orphan Black, so that kills our credibility right out of the gate. <laughs> um, but I do remember Tatiana was. She had a brief guest stint on. Parks and Recreation of all shows. Did she? She did. Um, I think she was. I think she played Tom Haverford, one of his love interests, and oh. she was. She, it wasn't a huge part, but she she nailed the type of humor that I think is going to be key for this She Hulk show. And I know, even having not seen Orphan Black, I know from the reputation of Orphan Black, she has a lot of range and she can play a lot of different things. So I think this is good casting. Number one, I think the the, the points you made about not necessarily going with the hugest of names, I, I I like that. I like them being able to, you know, we get to know them as the Marvel character, not necessarily as the actor playing the Marvel mm-hmm. character. But I also think she clearly has the talent to pull off a uh, a part that's as... She has over 70, 70 credits on IMDb, by the way. So absolutely, so she's she, fine. She definitely she's has fine. the acting chops here. Yeah, <laughs> I think she'll be good. And I and I and I saw that she got the endorsement of um, Dan Slott, who wrote a great She-Hulk run mm-hmm. back in the early two thousands. So if Dan Slott thinks she can do it, then then who are we? Particularly having not seen her right. primary credit to say that she can't do it. I think she's going to be great. All right, well, looking forward to it. And speaking of uh, TV shows, too, coming up next, we're going to talk about the uh, the newly minted or reminted CW-verse. And Ben's going to try and maybe get me back on the ship that I abandoned long ago. So, so stay <laughs> Students are playing more video games than ever, and that's not a bad thing anymore. With Checkpoint XP on campus, you can peek into the world of college, esports, and gaming. We talk to personalities in the space like Phasix, who retired from the Overwatch League to join a college team. Or thought leaders like James O'Hagan of the Academy of Esports, who's leading the charge on blending education and video games. It's not all black holes and floss dances. Games can lead to college scholarships. And we can tell you where on Checkpoint XP on campus. Welcome back, and thank you again for downloading The Other Identity. We absolutely appreciate all of you that do so and stick here with us every single week talking about comic books. So Arrow is uh, done and over. It's done. It's gone now. It's buried. 
And it. Uh, it, it, it doesn't really make sense at this point to refer to it as the Arrowverse anymore. I thought they might just as kind of like a maybe a, a long a long lasting tribute. But yeah, I don't think anybody would have been against it. Sure. But they have they have reminted into the CW verse, and there are a lot of big changes coming. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, Batwoman going into uh, second season, season now two. with yeah. a new lead. Uh, mm-hmm. Superman and Lois on the way as well. Uh, so this this uh, this band is where you are going to try and try and I guess get me back on the boat because I was okay. I loved the first few seasons of Arrow, I loved the first season of Flash. Um, Supergirl was amazing, and then the CW got it and was like, let's give her a super team, and I fell off. <laughs> you hate the teams. And 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 Legends of Tomorrow was just too. I don't don't even get me started. So right. Ben, go ahead, take the leads here. Tell me why I should start rewatching the CW verse, especially so, now that Agents of Shield is gone. Right. So I did some research. I wanted to get as much information on the upcoming seasons as I could so I could try to sell you on what's going to be happening. And right off the bat, um, <laughs> I reduced my challenge a little bit by I'm not going to include Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow because both are not going to be back right away in January 2021. All okay. the There are four shows that are taping material right now. Um, and that are planning to be back right there in January of 2021. And we're going to focus on those for now. Um, the first of those being Flash. Obviously, the biggest remaining show now that Arrow is gone. Flash is going to be going into its seventh season. And Ooh. word is, from interviews done by Grant Gustin, uh, Grant Gustin this could be the last season. Uh, this is the last season he's under contract for. And he is kind of trying to tease it out that he might this, this might be where they finish up. So... My selling point to you on, on The Flash um, is just that I agree with you. I liked the early seasons a lot. I mm-hmm. fell off a little bit in the last few seasons. But I know shows like this, as they're kind of rounding the corner, tend to revisit a lot of the things that made them work early on. So I know that Flash is going to be focused largely on uh, Godspeed, a, vil- a villain you and I both love from the comics. Yep. And he's apparently going to be the, the major bad of this season. So I feel like if there's a time to give flash another shot, it might be season seven. And if we get another season after this, great. But if not, uh, this would be a cool way to end it. Uh, the only issue here with trying to get me to jump back in onto something like the flash is I'm not the type of person that can just jump in right to where we are now. I'll have to go back to wherever it was that I, that I stopped and catch back up. And that has a very, very good chance of me falling off before I even get up to the new stuff as a result. So I'm afraid that's a no-go for me on The Flash. All right. Let's talk about a show that has a lot of good buzz around it, but that I have never tried and I kind of want to, and maybe this is something we can do together, and that is Black Lightning. Um, Black Lightning Season 4, there's not a ton of info available about it, but the big change following Crisis on Infinite Earth is that Black Lightning, played by uh, Cress Williams, is now on the same Earth as all the other characters. I loved Black Lightning in Crisis. And just looking over the cast and kind of the premise, this is this is a show that I feel is not so far along I couldn't catch up on it. And I might be inclined to go back and check out those first few seasons so I can jump in on Black Lightning Season 4. Is there any chance of you doing the same, Robbie? Well, actually, you know, I actually thought that... Because I remember Black Lightning when it first came out, it right. wasn't set in the CW-verse. No, and, no, and that it was, was off one to the, the side. Right, and that was one of the reasons that I didn't try to jump into it at the beginning. And wasn't it technically like canceled after season three, and now they're bringing him back, or was it never canceled to begin with? I didn't see anything on it being canceled. I think it was always planned to come back for, oh, okay. uh, for season four. 
And well, it's and it's also the other thing that's that's different is they usually um, it would usually come back mid season, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's going to get a full run this time, which is okay. Which is well, what's cool. what's great about this and the fact that it is now set in uh, you know the canon of the CW verse, I actually think this is a great jumping in point for yeah. people who right. don't want to go back and watch the first three seasons. Sure, it's kind of a new start, so yeah. this 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 could be a good sell. All right, cool, and then. Up next, season two of Batwoman. You mentioned it. Uh, Javicia Leslie is going to be playing Ryan Wilder, replacing Ruby Rose's Kate Kane. Uh, This is where you and I divert a little because I know you were a big fan of Ruby Rose as Kate Kane. I was not as high on her. I did not watch the first season of Batwoman. I I. I might watch the second season of Batwoman because... I want to support this casting. I think it's really bold. And uh, from what I've seen of Javisha Leslie's work, she is a star waiting to happen. So I kind of want to jump on Batwoman again, much like with Black Lightning coming to the new universe and having a fresh starting point. I feel like a new Batwoman is a nice place to pick up. And I don't feel like I need to go back and watch Mm -hmm. the first season. So this is one I think I will probably sign off on. Uh, this is one that I'm going to probably watch as well for, for a lot of the same reasons that, that, that you had mentioned. But for me, what's most exciting about this is that this is a brand new character right. to the DC It's, it's not a recasting as we thought it might be where we just right. thought they might have another actress playing Kate Kane. I'm a big supporter of that. Yep, yeah. Uh, I, I'm really excited to see what Leslie can do with, with Ryan Wilder. And, I mean, you know, one of my favorite DC uh, characters of all time, you know, spawned originally – out of a TV show as well, and that's Harley Quinn from sure. Batman the Animated Series. Sure. All right, last up to me, this is the easiest slam dunk. I'm absolutely going to be watching this, and I'm going to tell you why you should be too, Robbie, and that is the new Superman and Lois show. Um, what I was able to discover about this new show, number one, I love Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth McCullough as uh, Lois and Clark. I think they're dynamite. I think they're, they, they are perfect casting. But here's the thing that's going to sell both of us on it. Uh, because of crisis and because of the things that have happened, they're going to be raising two teenage sons. And that is going to be the heart of the show. And you and I, since we've started the DC Rebirth Challenge, have said one of the best things about DC Rebirth is Superman and Lois as a mom and dad. Okay. And and yet, let me finish, let me finish. I know this is different in the sense that we don't get kid Jonathan Kent. Instead, we're getting teenagers. But... I love Superman as dad. I love Lois Lane as mom. This is going to be set in Smallville. It's going to be very different than a lot of other shows, other than Smallville, of course. Um, and I, I'm here for it. I like the cast, and I like the premise. This is this is a no-brainer for me. I will let you start this one and let me know how it <laughs> feels. How it because, because when it comes to kids in shows... You hate, um, you hate kids. I, I do. I'm, I'm not <laughs> a big fan of it. I've had so many shows where... Now, granted, teenagers, not babies, but I've had so many yeah. shows that I feel like were, I don't want to say ruined, but were definitely brought down by introducing a baby right. into the mix. Uh, but- I think I think that Jonathan Kent in uh, Rebirth's Superman uh, is the exception to the rule <laughs> for some reason. Um, well, so- what about Damian Wayne? Damian Wayne is also... Damien is basically an adult. He acts like one. All right. So here's so. the only thing. Here's the only thing I'll say is that because we only met this Superman and Lois fairly recently in the CW verse, it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like. Because I get what you're saying. I'm actually on board with that. I don't like when long running shows add kids because I think it just spoils a lot of the the chemistry between the cast. Suddenly, the, it's no longer about superheroes. Now exactly, it's about being exactly. a parent. But because. 
from the jump, these guys are going to have the parenting aspect. So it's not like it's been five seasons of we've seen Superman and Lois and now we have to adjust to them being parents. There's very little existing mythology of these particular iterations of the characters. Instead, almost from the start, we're going to see them as parents. And like you, I don't love seeing every character as a parent. I didn't like when Wally West became a parent. But for me, if you're going to make two superhero characters into parents, Superman and Lois are the ones to do it with. The one thing that I will say to CW about uh, all of the new shows that they're coming out with is you do not need to follow the Arrow Flash formula, which is let's get them a team of superheroes to help them. I don't want that. I feel like that's not going to happen in Superman. I would be nervous about it happening in Batwoman. I could easily yes. see them feeling the need to give Batwoman the the classic the Bat CW family or whatever. Yeah, the classic yeah. CW support team. So hopefully we will yeah. not see that. All right. Well, guys, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of The Other Identity. As always, we want to know what you think. Any opinions you have, any comments that you made out loud uh, that kind of got your family looking at you a little side-eyed, uh, you know, well We're listening. sorry. No, we're not sorry, but we we're want to know sorry. what they are. Yeah. So let us know. Again, Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, Ben J M O R S E and Robbie underscore Landis C P. But until next time, guys, catch us here at the same other identity time, same other identity channel. All right, excellent.